0: Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm Andrew Brandt. The music underscoring me you hear is that of Sam Brandt, my son, Blue Boy Tunes, the new hit, Neon Bloom. Check it out wherever you hear your music. We have a Brandt's Rants edition in the business of sports. So much going on, I thought I'd focus on a couple topics. One, kind of under the wire, under the radar. The Packers get, if not the best, one of the best left tackles under contract for the future uh, before midnight on Saturday night. And then we'll talk about the NBA Free agency coming up. This is the time where NFL players have to avert their eyes on what's going to be happening the next few weeks, next few days, even with the draft and then free agency and trades and all that. We'll get to all that and then I'll share some personal insights about uh, giving my exam this week to Villanova Law, the sports law program there that we got recognized this week, which is great, and tell you about sort of the teaching that went on in this COVID like semester, what's going on in the world of education and how. We got through it, <laughs> and sort of what the future holds. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about my Packers. Everybody asks me to talk Packers. Sometimes I'm in this vortex of those who are not big Packer fans say I talk too much Packer fans though too much Packers. Those who are Packer fans saying I don't talk enough, enough Packers. So I haven't talked Packers in a while. Uh, here's a thought about David Bakhtiari. He's the left tackle. He is a free agent. Was a free agent pending in eight more games, but lo and behold, the Packers got it done. They did an extension the other day that keeps Bakhtiari in Green Bay four more years, including this one. So that's five years total, or four and a half, and it's a hundred and five million total to, total value. Uh, you know, which including the existing year is going to surpass. Laramie Tunsil at the $22 million year mark, so he's over 22, probably 23. Listen, it's a massive deal for Bakhtiari. I haven't seen the breakdown of guarantees. I know there's a huge roster bonus next year, and as we look into next year with the cap descending, those roster bonuses are going to be fodder for the typical cap renegotiation where you take the roster bonus, you turn it into signing bonus because under NFL cap rules, The signing bonus is treated as proratable, even though roster bonuses aren't, but you can convert the roster bonus to a signing bonus. So that will be converted. The money will be flushed out into future years starting next year. But kudos to the Packers, because the best way, and this is something I did with the Packers 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, Where the best use of cap room in my mind, the best use of existing cap room during the season has to be, I don't know what else could it be, use for extending core players. And this was something I did try to do every year, get into a negotiation in October, November, get it done hopefully by December. Because if you get into December, they're too close to free agency. They smell the finish line. They don't want to go do a deal now because they're four or five games from free agency. But middle of the season great because there's still that injury risk. You can get the player signed up. You can use the cap room that you have rather than just bringing it over next year. This is the time to use it. So kudos to the Packers, my old team, my old situation in getting Bakhtiari signed up. And let's just clear this up about the Packers. They are accused often of being uh, parsimonious with the money because they don't aggressively pursue free agents. And here's the deal. They do aggressively pursue pending free agents. And here's the catch. On their own team. So the Packers, including my days, always aggressive, always proactive, always getting in front of core players that are pending free agents i mean it goes back in my day to donald driver and amon green and mark Tauscher and chad clifton and Vonnie holiday and i mean just and of course brett and all these players darren sharper and then in in recent times getting ahead of it with Devonte adams getting ahead of it um with uh, with Brian Bulaga before he became a free agent again. With all these players, it just makes so much sense, and that's what they've always done. You know, in my spending, it was always, okay, what's the cap? And we'll spend to the cap, at least. We don't want to spend less than the cap. I think that's unfair to the fans to spend under the cap. Spending over the cap puts you in trouble for the following years. So, you know, what's the cap? We'll spend to the cap. And I think this is important for the Packers to do this because... Everyone's saying, well, they have Aaron Jones, and they have Kevin King, and they have Bakhtiari. Well, I thought, okay, they have priorities, and there's the priority. Bakhtiari is the priority. Got him done. Now they'll deal with the running back. They'll deal with the corner, and they'll figure it out. But this is the way you do contracts. You try to use existing cap room going into the end of the season. You prioritize when you have existing free agents and again, the Packers have never ever been shy about pursuing free agents and spending on them. They just happen to be existing on their own team rather than other teams. And I think they're graded too harshly for not going after other free agents as well, as we know from last year with Darius Smith, with Preston Smith from My Day, with Charles Woodson, you know, and when there's been uh, Julius Peppers, so we've seen other ones as well. It's just this draft and develop concept gets people upset about the Packers. Anyway, that's a note about Bakhtiari. He's locked up, and the Packers had to pay a high price for that. They can thank Bill O'Brien, the former general manager of the Houston Texans, who traded for Laramie Tunsil, gave up two number ones to the Miami Dolphins, and because they did and didn't get a contract done at the time, Tunsil had extraordinary leverage and used it. To get a not only a great deal of twenty-two million a year, but a short deal, I think only three years extra, so he can have a bite at the free agency again. And the Packers are paying for that because if he got twenty-two, the next guy up who's in the same class is going to get more because it's half a season later. And he got it, twenty-three, twenty-four, depending on how you look at the deal. I haven't dived into it, but good on the Packers for getting that done. Good on Bakhtiari for taking it. And here we go. The Packers are all set with their left tackle to protect Aaron Rodgers for the remainder of his career. Whenever that happens to be, I've predicted 2022 because that's the two-year break point where the cap hit goes away. And again, taking a quarterback number one, you're going to play him. Now, Aaron stayed out three years as an apprentice, but I don't think this guy will last three years. I think it'll be two years for Jordan Love. We're just in a different era where we know these young quarterbacks play right away. They're all playing now in the first round this year, in terms of Bur- Burrow and Her- Herbert, and of course Tua. So that's where we are with the Packers. Again, use that cap room. Use it or lose it, because we know the cap's going down next year. It may go anywhere from two hundred to one seventy-five. Two hundred's the current level. The one seventy-five is the minimum. It has per the mini CBA done by the NFLP and the NFL before the season, but there's going to be bloodletting like we've never seen. Veterans are going to be at risk. Uh, young players in rookie contracts are going to be even more valuable. It's a great time to be a young player in the NFL with what's going to happen next year. It's a tough time to be a veteran that's not a star. We'll see a two-tiered system in my mind next year. With the star players and then rookie contracts, with each team probably having at least half their roster, maybe 60 to 65% of it under rookie contracts, which are fixed and reasonable and balance out your cap. So we'll look for that next year. And final point, please don't tell me teams with star quarterbacks can't afford to to field contenders because of what I just said. Cap numbers for rookie players and rookie contracts was the years one through four. Are incredibly reasonable, and you have maybe twenty, thirty, forty players on your roster in that status. So there you go. Back to branch rants in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Week 10's in the books. Now there's week eleven. There's no place to get in all the action than DraftKings Sportsbook. They're America's top-rated sportsbook app. To the add to the excitement of week eleven. They're bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. It's giving all new users a chance to earn a sign-up bonus of $1,000. All you do is sign up using promo code ROSS. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS, R-O-S-S. When you sign up, get up to $1,000. That's code ROSS to get a deposit up to $1,000. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, one eight hundred nine with it My next branch rants is about the NBA. We are in that time. Usually this time is June and July, but with a COVID year, everything is different. The calendar is off on everything you know we come off a year a uh, week where the masters was in november we're in a week now in mid november where we have the nba draft and that means the nba's starting up in a month in december 22 not too different than what usually does but they've compressed any everything so we're going to see nba free agency even with the covid impact on finances even with a flat cap going to 109 with escrow 18% so money's going to be held off <clears throat> you're going to see Some extraordinary contracts, at least relative to NFL players. And I think the real thing to talk about with the NBA is, of course, something like James Harden, the all-world player for the Houston Rockets. As I sit here today on Tuesday afternoon, the 17th, Harden is a Rocket. Will he be a Rocket much longer? It doesn't seem so for whatever reason, whether it's general manager Daryl Morey leaving to go to the Sixers, whether it's the owner for Tita and him not getting along. There's even a rumor that because Fertitta supported the outgoing president, that may be a problem with Harden, but he wants out. And there's just a report that he turned down 50. Yes, 50 mil a year on an extension because he really wants out. And he's targeted Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and maybe even my team, the Sixers, which I've become a fan of over the years as a possibility because Daryl Morey maybe could swing something. This goes to player empowerment, and this is player empowerment beyond what we talk about in the NFL. In the NFL, we talked about player empowerment when we had Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack and Ant- Antonio Brown and these players like Jalen Ramsey uh, getting themselves traded, getting out of those situations, maybe even Laramie Tunsell. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a level of player empowerment. As I say about that, you better be special if you're going to bring up that kind of thing, if you're going to really try to create some angst in the front office. Yes. And we've seen it with Ramsey and we've seen it with a few players make a Fitzpatrick getting out of Miami, but those are rare. And those aren't situations where they've signed some huge contract, but they still want out. And usually there's some money involved and there's some issues involved Listen, these players in the NBA are not only dictating that they're dictating where they go and who they play with. And here's the thing NBA has a salary cap. I know we have a supermax now and these maximum contracts, even though, you know, there are supermaxes, it is in the CBA that there are maxes. In other words, there's a limit on what they can pay these guys. Even the superstars, the elite, elite, like Harden and LeBron and Durant, et cetera. Now, the thing about Harden, the thing about these, these questions is, go back, it always starts with the CBA, and this came up years ago, so the NBA tried to handle it. The NBA is doing what it can, has been doing what it can, so that incumbent teams have huge advantages on keeping superstars. Now, they don't have the franchise tag like the NFL, but they have huge advantages towards keeping these players. And the advantages are you can add that fifth year on an extension, which could be worth 30, 40, 50 million dollars. You can start at a higher percentage of the cap. And think about that. Now, LeBron, Chris Bosh, Durant, all these players, and now Harden, say to that, okay, good on that. I don't care. I don't care about, pick a number, $30, 40 60 $70, 80000000 million. Dollars. I want to play there, and I want to play with him and him, and I'm out. And if you don't get me out, I'm going to be a problem. Again, this is Anthony Davis in New Orleans. This is player empowerment to the X degree. This is not anything like NFL players that somehow get themselves traded, maybe not to their preferred location. You think Laramie Tunzel really wanted to go to Houston? Uh, um, so this is something where you've got to figure it out. I don't have the answer. I do know this, that the NBA is so star-dependent. I know the NFL has quarterbacks, but and, and they're the stars, and they, and they rule the league, but this is not like NBA stars. Where they are, I mean, we look at what the Lakers did. Basically, they were favored all along because they had the best twosome over the twosomes of the Houston Rockets or the twosome of the Sixers, the twosome of the Clippers. This is where we are. And now Brooklyn is talking about a threesome if they can get Harden. And this is where we are. And again, people say, well, Kevin, Kevin Durant's still paying for the fact he went to Golden State and kind of ease into a championship in some people's minds it's hard no it's not easy it's hard so i think i don't know the answer the answer of course would be a franchise tag but that's not happening the players aren't going to give in on that never it's like the nf nba mlb players giving on a cap that's not going to happen So what James Harden is doing to me in the business of sports and the business of basketball is fascinating because what he's doing is dictating his terms, and it's not about the money. Always, I say, when someone says it's not about the money, that means it's all about the money. Well, with Harden, he's making max, super max, which is about 40 a year, and he's offered 50 a year, and he's he's saying, I want out, and I want to go with my friends, (laughs) go play, and it's amazing to me that – I'm recording this on Tuesday. Maybe by the time you hear this, he'll be somewhere else. He will have wedged his way out of there, as Davis did from New Orleans to the Lakers, and it happens. From the business of sports angle, there's got to be a solution, and I I will think about it. <laughs> because, again, if it's not a franchise tag, can you restrict movement of your star players – I don't know how, you know, again, it's like the Sixers signed Ben Simmons to this five year, $180 million deal. And my, my sons are so excited because they're fans. They love Ben. And I'm like, I don't know how much that means because if he decides yesterday, today, tomorrow, two years from now, I want out. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? And it's just interesting to me that Harden is leveraging his superstardom out of there. Uh, Anthony Davis leveraged his superstardom out of there. Players like LeBron and Durant could have made tens of millions or more by staying. And you say, oh, well, they make that in endorsements. But tens of millions, you never know. I mean, think about it. No matter how rich you are, tens of millions means something. So there you go. Uh, What's going on in the NBA, as you listen, Harden may be on another team, but I think it's fascinating from the business of sports angle how players like those superstars in basketball can empower themselves. And I was talking to someone about this a while ago. You know, it's all stars in basketball. If, say, you know, we, we sort of threw out Jeff Bezos with Amazon. If he decided, hey, I'm going to start my own league. And I'm going to offer the top 20 guys in the NBA, pick a number, $100 million a year. So what's that, $2 billion? Uh, Yeah, $100 million a year. And then we'll fill in around them. You and I would watch that league, right? Are we going to watch the NBA? Yeah, sure, we'll watch. But we're going to watch that league because that's how that's how important those top 20 guys are in the NBA. And then again, the last point about the NBA, you see the uh Bucks making these moves, they're acquiring Drew Holiday, they're acquiring uh, Bud Donovich. You know, it's for it's for Giannis. You know, I feel like all this is to to get Giannis to say, "Yeah, I'm in." Um for long term, Supermax, get me in. And then even if he does that, who care? I mean, what we're seeing is, even if you, Giannis says, that this is great, sign me up, whatever you got. And then, of course, he can have an out. He can decide, eh, I, I want out. I want to go somewhere else, Golden State, L.A., whatever. But that's where we are. It's where we are. And I'm not suggesting Bezos do this. But I'm saying, you get a billionaire, and he decides, uh, all right, I want 20, 25 players, and we'll fill in around him. You and I would watch that league over the NBA. That's how precarious it is in the NBA with stars. Whereas the NFL, obviously so many more players, quarterbacks are important, but they've got to have the talent around them. And my final point is personal note about Villanova. I gave my final exam today and we made it through, you know, I did in-person instruction all semester. I was tested randomly a couple times, um, I had a big class, about 45 students, I'd say first class, maybe two or three were online Zoom, but a little bit later in the semester, it got up to 12 to 15 one day, and just shows you sort of people being more cautious, but we made it, you know, and that's, that's a win in this COVID environment, getting to do instruction on, in person, because frankly, I didn't want to do Zoom, I did it, transitioned to it in March for the end of the spring semester, but man, I didn't want to do Zoom. So I'm thankful to get it in. Again, class is over by early November. That's the standard for these colleges now in law schools and graduate schools where they get them in mid-August, get them out before Thanksgiving. In our case, their exams are done before Thanksgiving. A lot of schools, they, they stay away after Thanksgiving, but they take the exams online. So these are all the things going on where you just see like, oh man, I mean, what is going on with COVID and all these schools having online only? I just feel for these kids. Now, I have a son who's a freshman. He's very involved with athletics at SMU in Dallas. So he's doing all the video and manager for the basketball team. And he's made a social life there, and he's busy as, as heck. But these young, these young freshmen, I see them. They can't meet people. They can't have people in the dorms. They're always masked. They can't have the social experience of being in college now older uh college kids have the infrastructure of having met someone being in clubs being in groups frats whatever it is but it's tough and of course i feel for high school and and lower education parents of young kids man trying to do online they basically have to be the school for the kids where parents of older kids are more self-sufficient So what's going on in education now is really a challenge. What we were able to do at Villanova, I'm proud that we got through that. And I'm proud that we recognize College Magazine rated us number two overall in the country for my sports law program. Not my our sports law program. I run the Jeffrey Morad Center there at Villanova. So pat myself and ourselves on the back there. But we made it through in-person education for the semester. Efforting that for next semester Godspeed that we get through this And of course good news on the Potential vaccines But a long way to go That'll do it for this week's Brant's Rants Edition of the Business of Sports Thanks to my musical producer Sam Brant, Neon Bloom, available Whenever I'm now delivering more content into your mailbox Every Sunday It's a newsletter, andrew-brant.com Sign up there, register Free, seven for Sunday every Sunday. Apple Podcast rankings and comments are appreciated. Thanks for following me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt and I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.